We are very welcome to tonight. Tonight is quite a very phenomenal night. It is the 300 day that we have been praying together on this platform since March 27 last year. And we have seen the hand of God move in tremendous ways beyond our wildest dream. God had used this platform to achieve many things, one of which <clears throat> we have grown deeper in the knowledge of the Word of God. We have grown more efficient in, uh, uh, you know, warfare, spiritual warfare. We have learned more how to pray in the Holy Spirit. And we have seen testimonies of people saved, people healed, people delivered. Why don't we lift up our voices to God? And begin to thank him who has strengthened us for over 300, all these 300 days that we have been praying together. Father, we bless your name. We exalt you. We magnify thee, our God and our King. We salute you, the King of heaven. We praise your holy name, mighty one. We thank you. Thank God for the, for the, um, uh, uh, the, the authority that he had given to us. The authority with which we have operated. It is awesome. Father, we exalt you. If we are to just give thanks today alone, it is not enough for what God has done among us. Father, we bless your name for the way you have treated us, the way you have taught us, the way you have empowered us, the way you have engraced us. Many of us have learned how to pray more in the Holy Spirit during this very period. The glory of heaven has descended upon our houses. Our houses have turned to prayer house. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. We thank you so much, O oh God, for your mercy. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit, for the strength of heaven that he has given to us. Some of us have received new gifts of the Spirit. We were able to encounter visions and trance and dreams change. Apart from people saved from various parts of the globe, we have been able to pray and we have seen God answered us over various nations as we take them up in prayer beginning from our country, United Kingdom, to the ends of the earth. Our God and King will bless your name. The God who answers prayer, we glorify thee. We worship you. We exalt you. We magnify your holy name. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. You are great God, the almighty God, the omniscient God, the omnipotent God, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the one who revealed himself to Moses as the Lord, our deliverer. Our Savior, we worship you. <clears throat> Thank God for the mystery of the book of Revelation. Thank God for the mystery of the book of Acts. Thank God for the mystery of the book of Exodus. Thank God for the mystery of salvation and the cross of Calvary. Father, we exalt and magnify thee. We say a very big thank you to you, O God. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are prayed with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. As we know that today is our Bible study. And today we're going to the to further on the book of Job, twenty uh, is it twenty three and twenty four, twenty three and twenty four. We are looking at today. But however, we'll be having is a a brief summary of Job twenty one, uh, twenty 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 one and twenty two. That's what we're looking at summary. So, but uh, but I want to say to every one of you who have uh, given summary today. Please remember this. You don't need to read everything you have written. Because you have just two minutes exactly. Don't rush your words. Where your two minutes ends, just stop there. Somebody else will pick it up from there. And the Lord will strengthen and bless us. Pastor Tyler, can I hand over to you, please? 
Thank you very much, Apostle. Good evening, everyone. I'd like to start off this evening in terms of um, the re- 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 revision or the reflection um, by inviting Sister Phenomena. Praise the Lord. My contribution is from Job 21.7. It is, why does God let people live? Let them go old and prosper. Job is responding to the false accusation of his friend Sofa, who was referring Job as a wicked person. And we all know that Job was a good, righteous, blameless, upright man. But in this verse, Job, in this verse 7, Job is questioning the mystery of God, why the wicked prosper. I too sometimes ponder why the wicked prosper and some of the, and some of the righteous doesn't. The scripture that comes to our mind is Isaiah 55, verse 7 to 9. God says that, My ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts, and my thoughts higher than yours. Indeed, God doesn't think the way we think. If he had, he would have killed Paul, who was persecuting Christians, and even witnessed the stoning and death of Stephen. But by his grace, Paul was saved and used as a vessel to preach the gospel and what we need to salvation. So we should not give up on the wicked, but pray to God to have mercy on them. And also to look at everyone as a candidate for heaven. Unfortunately, not all the wicked will succumb to the word of God, and those that don't will not avoid the wrath of God. One thing the wicked have in common with the righteous is they will eventually die. But what the wicked do not have in common is if they don't repent and die, they will go to hell and the righteous to heaven. Um, God doesn't want anyone to perish, but that's all will come to repentance. Second Peter 3 9. Even Jesus said in Mark 17 verse 2 um, that he did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. La- last week, Sunday, Reverend Omar was teaching us that we are under the government of Jesus and he is the light of the world. As children of light, we should spread the good news of peace to the wicked, sinners, the lost, those that don't know God, those that don't know God, so that they will come to know the truth and the truth that they know will set them free. In conclusion, as watchmen for God, let us keep praying that righteousness will rule over wickedness in every nation. With man, it is impossible, but with God, it's possible. So let us not be tired of praying, so that God will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6, 10. Amen. Thank you. Dickiness Bimbo, please. My contributions are on Job chapter 21, verse 22. In this verse, Job said that God can see and knows everything about man. As we are aware, Job's friends spoke at length in unwise childish and babbling ways. Example, Eliphaz indicted Job for several offenses he never committed. In Job 22 verses 13 and 14, Eliphaz incorrectly twisted what Job said in Job 21 verse 22. Eliphaz said Job stated God cannot see man, that how can God know man and God cannot judge through darkness. There are several things, amongst many others, that we need to continually remind ourselves. Firstly, we are not permitted and cannot direct or teach God on what to do. 
His ways are not our ways. Our God is omnipotent, the all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-wise one. See also Isaiah 40, verse 13, and Romans 11, verse 34. As unbelievers, we thank God that we have the mind of Christ. In addition, God places so much importance and value on our characters and conducts. So we should not do evil or falsely accuse each other. Our lives should always reflect Jesus Christ because we are of God and God cannot behold evil. He ate six things. Yes, seven are detestable to him. Proverbs 6 verses 16 to 19. Lastly, as the scripture says, and Apostle and Reverend Omar keep on reminding us, it is always essential for us to ask ourselves, what will Jesus Christ do? I pray that the Holy Spirit will give us the wisdom to ask ourselves what Jesus will do and say in any given situation and circumstances we find ourselves in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you very much. I'd like to invite um, Brother Eric. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Job 21, verses 79, which reads, Why do the wicked live on, growing old and increasing in power? They see their children established around them, their offspring before their eyes. Their homes are safe and free from fear. The rod of God is not on them. While Job's friends continually asserted that he suffered because of his sin, these verses seem to debunk that claim. Also, these verses pose a rhetorical question. If God is just, why does he allow the righteous to suffer? This is an age-old question that has eluded man for generations and confounded many minds. There is no doubt that God does bless the righteous, and Job himself is an example of this, as he was the richest man in the whole of us. However, good people do suffer as well, and Job is another classic example of this. He suffered through no fault of his own, and so did our Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes the ungodly seem to prosper while the righteous appear to suffer. However, the truth is that both good and bad men die, both suffer calamity, both prosper, and this was the dilemma of the author of Ecclesiastes. In everything, though, we cannot question the judgment of God, as his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. For many of us, just like Job, it is sometimes hard to believe or accept that the wicked should sometimes prosper, while the righteous suffer. But God has promised that the final end of those who obey him is eternal paradise, but that of the unjust is eternal suffering. In verses 20 to 21 of the same chapter, Job said, Let their own eyes see their destruction. Let them drink the cup of the wrath of the Almighty. For what do they care about the families they leave behind when their allotted months come to an end? We see here that Job was advising God to make his punishment of the wicked swift. But the Bible and our own Father and the Lord Apostle have always admonished us against trying to play God. To conclude, we cannot discern all the ways of God, and we should not try to, but we should continually submit to the divine superiority of his wisdom. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Brother Stephen, please. My contribution will be focused on Job chapter 22, verse 22, which says, Accept instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. So what ministered to me from this verse is that we need to be sensitive to what God is saying because God can speak through anybody because in Job 22, Eliphaz was likening Job as a wicked man accusing Job and suddenly he starts to glare into Job's future, what Job 
what God will do through Job, which shows that God can speak through anybody and that if we don't, when God is speaking, we don't put our full heart into what God is saying or in like prayer meetings and church services, we don't pay attention, we're distracted, we'll miss what God is saying. So it's very important that when we come to church, when we're in the presence of the Lord, we're com- our heart is there, our mind is there. We don't let our hearts and minds wander so that we get what God is saying and we take it to heart so that we can practice it. James chapter 2 and James chapter 1 verse 22. Thank you very much. I'd like to invite Sister Lois. My is from Job 21 verse 15 to 16. Job in Job chapter 1 was a right and was a rich man, and he was also righteous, and did not depend on his earthly riches, even offering sacrifices for himself and his children. In the midst of his suffering, Job had this to say about the prosperity of the wicked in verse, in chapter 21, verse 15 and 16. It reads, Who is the Almighty that we should serve him? What would we gain by praying to him? But their prosperity is not in their own hands. So I stand aloof from the plans of the wicked. What can we learn from this? The wicked could be blooming and prosperous, but we we should not compare ourselves to them as they could lose their life or everything they have could vanish in, in an instant. And since their hope is in their material wealth, um, they would have lost all hope. But as Christians... Our hope should be in God and our eternal life. And that is exactly why Job said that. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. We should not lay up our treasures on earth, but in heaven. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. I'd like to invite Dickiness Anna. I'm going to be contributing from Job chapter 21, verse 15. And it says, who is the almighty that we should serve him? What would we gain by praying to him? Despite the fact that this scriptures was written hundreds of years ago, it is still very relevant in our day to day. For some of us who may have evangelized to people who have made reference to the statement. Others may know people who, who before served God, but has yet deserted him. Now, as we know, there's nothing hidden under the sun, and Ecclesiastes 1.9 further tells us that what has, begun, what has been will be again, what will be done will be done again. When I read these scriptures, I often reflect as to how deep, how far, how wide love of God is for mankind. I do not know how many parents who their children will look them in the face and tell, tell them, why should I listen to you? Or who are you that I should respect you? Or who are you that I should um, acknowledge you would genuinely continue to love that child? However, as we know, God's, God's, God is slow to anger. And as a result, people often take him for granted. Paul's famous words were, what shall we do then? Should we go and sit in and expecting grace to abound? Of course not, because we know that despite the, the fact that God's love is endless and it's, is loving, his wrath is 10 times worse. So this is why it probably takes God longer time to get angry in the first place. Therefore, as I conclude, 
rather than question or envy the reasons why presumably wicked people go unpunished or unnoticed. We must pray for such people in hope that at some point they will come to a return to God. As we know, it's only whilst we're alive that we have the opportunity to repent, because in death there is no opportunity to do so. Thank you. Thank you. Take a nice. I'd like to invite Pastor Debbie. Job twenty-two twenty-nine to 30. When people are brought low and you say, lift them up, then he will save the downcast. He will deliver even one who is not innocent, who will be delivered through the cleanliness of your hands. Suddenly we saw a shift in Eliphaz's response to Job. The Holy Spirit seemed to take over his speech to unveil the authority accorded to believers whose ways are blameless in God's sight. So lesson learned. One, there is a great authority on the tongue of believers who have clean hands and a pure heart. It is our responsibility to guard our hearts with all diligence so that no unwholesome words proceed from our mouth. By so doing, we sharpen the authority on our tongue. And secondly, Believers should exercise boldness and faith in the name of Jesus to revoke unpleasant circumstances in their surroundings in exchange for a favorable outcome. And thirdly, believers are privileged to stand in gap for the salvation, deliverance, and healing of people, nations that do not know God, and God will honor their prayers. So in conclusion, we are not to keep our mouths shut but use our God-given authority to disallow Satan's operations and invoke the will of God at all times. Some scriptural references that I use is Psalm 24, which we are all familiar with, 3 to 4, and Proverbs 4, 23, and Ephesians 4, 29. God bless. Thank you very much, Pastor. I'd like to hand back over to Apostle, sir. Yes, you are very welcome again. What an ingenious uh, contribution time. You know, all what uh, the, the brethren who shared with us were sharing are so deep. If you look at the beginning, I'll just comment on that and then I'll invite uh, Mamioma now. You know, it's often um, normal, it is a normal thing among people to Question God, why do wicked live, live on, growing old and increasing in power, but the righteous die? And she gave us the scripture from the book of Isaiah 55, verse 8, that the thoughts of God is very different, very, very different. And I can say this now, especially today, we're going to pray also for families who have lost loved ones during this COVID period, you know. There are many righteous who have died during this COVID period. And the question is, but why, but why, but why? The thoughts of God are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. However, in Isaiah 57, verse 1 and 2, and verse 2, he says, the righteous perish, and no one ponders it in his heart. Devout men are taken away, and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to spare them from evil. And it says in verse 2, just exactly as the phenomena said, those who walk upright enter into peace. They find rest and they lie as they lie in death. So the Lord takes the righteous sometimes because 
it's in the best interest, interest of that righteous to be called home into the earth. When we die, we do not, we are not miserable. I'm talking about believers in Christ. We go back home to be reunion with God. And Paul said, it is better for me to be at home than to be on earth. But because of you, I remain until I finish my work. So that answered the question they had. That maybe somebody who, whose family, uh, loved ones have died, who are believers of Christ, who are committed to the Lord during this period, understand. It is not the judgment of God, but it is, I would say, a gift from God. Death to Christians is a gift from God. Well, the Lord will continue to strengthen us. I believe that today we are going to go deeper into the depth of revelation concerning the book of Job. So I want you to welcome with me together Reverend Omar Williams. Praise the Lord tonight. It's wonderful to be in His presence again. I really want to thank God for those of you that contributed. More grace to your elbow. And uh, we note everything that you have said and they will always remain with us. I want to thank you for the way you reference all what has been taught. That also shows to me that you do understand what you are teaching here. And I want to encourage those of you that have not been partaking or participating in contribution. I know you know it. Could you come on board and let us hear what the Holy Spirit has given to you to, to also instantiate on? Without wasting time tonight, we want to go to another part of the response to Eliphaz's speech. Job's response to Eliphaz's speech. And in this, uh, in this chapter, you can see it's a type of complaint and uh, when God seemed not to be accessible to, to Job, the Lord will encourage us this night and you can see some of you, if you have been trusting God for something and it seems it's not, it's not coming through or you are in pain or you are in trouble or you find yourself in a difficulty now, it seems you are not getting out of it. Then it seems as if God is unreachable. This is part of what we are going to look at tonight in that Job 23. Then Job replied, even today my complaint is bitter. His hand is heavy in spite of my groaning. If only I knew where to find him. That is, if only I knew where to find God. God's hand is heavy in spite of my groaning. If only I knew where to find him. If only I could go to his dwelling. I would state my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would find out what he would answer me and consider what he would say. Would he oppose me with great power? No. He would press charges against me. There an upright man could present his case before him. And I would be delivered forever from his judgment. But if I go to the east, he's not there. When God seems unreachable. If I go to the west, I do not find him. When he's at work in the north, I do not see him. When he turns to the south, I catch no glimpse of him. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. I want you to mark those responses, the words of encouragement when Job was encouraging himself. Even if God is unsearchable, but I know one thing. In all these problems that, problems that I'm going through, it will make me to be strong and I'm going to come out of it like, uh, like gold. 
But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. My feet have closely followed his steps. I have kept to his way without turning aside. I have not departed from the command of his lips. I have not treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. For he stands alone, and who can oppose him? He does whatever pleases him. That is the Isaiah that I have just read. You cannot oppose God. He does whatever pleases him. And we have to follow anything, uh, 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 his ways as well. His ways are not our ways. He carries out his decree against me. And many such plans he still has in store. There, that is why I am terrified before him. When I think of all this, I fear him. God has made my heart faint. The Almighty has terrified me. Yet I'm not, I am not silenced, but by the darkness, by the thick darkness that covers my face. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Job 24. Why does the Almighty not set times for judgment? Why must those who know him look in vain for such days? Men move boundaries, sto boundary stones. The pasture flocks they have stolen. They drive away the orphan's donkey and take the widow's ox in pledge. They throw the needy from the path and force all poor of the land into its hiding. Like wild donkeys in the desert, the poor go about their labor of foraging food. The wasteland provides food for their children. They gather fodders in the field and glean in the vineyards of the wicked. Lacking clothes, they spend the night naked. They have nothing to cover themselves in the cold. They are drenched by mountain rain and hogs the rocks for lack of shelter. The fatherless children is snatched from the, the breast. The infant of the poor is seized for a death. Lacking clothes, they go about naked. They carry the sheep, but still go hungry. They crush olives among the terrace. They tread the wine press, yet suffer thirst. The groans of the dying rise from the city, and the souls of the wounded cry out for help. But God charges no one with wrongdoing. There are those who rebel against or rebel against the light, who do not know its ways or stay in its paths. When daylight is gone, the murderer rises up and kills the poor and needy. The night he steals forth like a thief. The eyes of the adulteress watches for dusk. He thinks no eyes will see me, and he keeps his face sealed. His face concealed. In the dark, men break into houses, but by day they shut themselves in. They want nothing to do with the light. For all of them, deep darkness is their mourning. They make friends with the terrors of the darkness. Yet they are 
the foam on the surface of the waters of the water. The portion of the land is cursed, so that no one goes to the vineyards. As heat and drought snatched away the melted snow, so the grave snatched away those who have sinned. The womb forgets them. The worm feasts on them. Evil men are no longer remembered, but are broken like a tree. They prey on the barren and childless women, and to the widow show no kindness. But God drags away the mighty by his power. Though they become established, they have no assurance of life. Wickedness is what is being referred to in all these that we are reading. He may let them rest in a feeling of security, but his eyes on their ways. For a little while, they are exalted, and then they are gone. They are brought low and gathered up like all others. They are cut off like heads of grains. If this is not so, who can prove me false and reduce my words for nothing? May the Lord bless the reading of his holy words. Amen. That takes us to the notes. And here you see Job's uh, speech, the eighth, seventh or the eighth speech of Job as he responds to Eliphaz. So I've been talking about sin and wickedness, sin and wickedness. These are what the friends are now really saying that has happened to Job. Because he has committed sin, that's why God allowed those things that happened to him. But it's not so, because we all know that God allowed Satan to do that. So Job was actually in a tight corner in his trouble. When God seemed inaccessible, so Job at that time, he seems he cannot even reach God. He seems he's not able to be reached. God is unreachable. God is out of reach. God is beyond reach. He's cut off from him. He's been isolated. That was all his complaint that he was complaining there. He's secluded. He's unapproachable. Job is in a lonely state. There is nobody to help him. All his friends are against him. So, but he now began to talk to God. Then the Lord said, then he now began to talk to God, yeah? We all know that Job was a man of integrity. He was a God-fearing man. He walked blameless before the Lord. He had nothing wrong. Yet he suffered a series of confounding losses within a short time. What are the things that, that Job actually lost? His children and property. That we see in that one, uh, chapter one, uh, 1 to 22. But Job did not sin in all his losses. He was not a wicked man in all these losses. So that's why when he even found himself in this type of state, he began to think, why has God left him like this? As terrible as his losses are, his faith in God was not shaken. And that we see in that Job 1.20 and Job 2.10 and verse 13. Job actually persevered. So in that Job 1.20-22, I'm referencing that, Said at this time, God got up and tore his robes and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin, but charged God with a wrongdoing. 
Yes, not yes, not charge God with wrong thing. Then we can also see in that Job uh, chapter two. I'm just taking us back so that I can we can see this state of uh, 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 inaccessible state that Job was. That he just felt he was lonely. God left him alone. In that Job chapter two seven to thirteen, Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sore. From the sole of his feet, we all know that already, to the top of his head, verse 8. Then Job took a, a piece of broken uh, pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. Isaiah said to him, Are you still holding on to your integrity? Has God and died? That shows the, that type of state that Job was. That's why he was saying that he cannot even reach God. He replied, You are. You are, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept God? Uh, shall we accept good from God and not trouble? Verse 10 of that chapter 2. In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. Yet his spirit said, Job sinned, and he was left in that lonely state. When those three friends came, we all know that they, they came, they were sympathizing with him, but they have ulterior motives. In verse 12 of that chapter 2, he said, when they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep aloud, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. No one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. I want us to see that, how great Job's suffering was. That's why I could just see himself that he's been left all alone in this chapter that we are reading. In verse 1 to 2 of that chapter 23, he eventually came to a point of despair. The complete loss or absence of hope. He's lost hope totally. He's a man that is rich, has everything, and then he found himself in this lonely estate. But God, according to that book of uh, Psalm 136, verse 23 or 24, he said, you will remember us in our low estate. Job thought God supposed to have remembered him in this state that he was, but it seems God, there is nothing that is happening. Job, a man of unshaking faith, who had coped with sickness, terrible sore all over him, he has coped with death and calamities was now, uh, and, was, and calamity now faced the calamities with situation that threatened, threatened, uh, threatened overwhelmed him. And we can see his wife's uh, attitude towards the situation. He, he now went through a time, as we read in this chapter, when God's presence seemed to be hidden. Because he could see that friends are accusing him. He doesn't have anybody to lean on. They now felt that, look, I've got to this point that God is inaccessible. There is no way I can get to God. He said, he now went through a time, as we read in this chapter, when God's presence seemed to be hidden. He could not see God. And he was not sure that God was hearing him. That takes us to the verse 3 to 6 of this chapter 23. Job now got to that point where he felt he was lonely, and he began to speak from that verse 3 of that 23. 20, chapter 23. If only I knew where to find it. He feels that God is far away. There is no way to reach him. 
If only I could go to his dwelling. Job has forgotten that as a man that loved God, that is upright before God, he seated with him in the heavenly places. But he felt, he felt alone. Sometimes we find ourselves in this type of state. If only I could go to, the, to his dwelling. That's why I will state my case before him. I fill my mouth with arguments. If only I could get, could get to reach God. God is everywhere. Sometimes when we find ourselves in a, in a type of real estate like this, there are different things that run through our mind. He said, I could, if I can find myself, I would state my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I'm really going to argue my point out. I'm not supposed to be left like this. I'm supposed to help me. No, 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 no. If I would find out what he will answer me and consider what he will say, will he oppose me with great power? Is he going to fight me or oppose me with, with his power? Because God is awesome. You'll see in the next chapter when we, when we finish this chapter ne next week. No, he will not press charges against me. I would like to, to ask, I have to ask us tonight these questions. Do we go through such a time of despair? When it seems God is no more hearing us, or when it seems God is far away from us. Are there times when God seems to be silent? Despite our commitment to God. Despite our work with God. And uh, maybe the devil just wants to try us in a way. And we feel that God is just looking. God is not looking. Are there times when God seems to be silent? Are there times when we are distant and uh, uncaring? that we are, we are distant from him and, we, and he's uncaring. And we look at it and say, just like our love, just like our worship, just like our serving him, with a wholehearted devotion as the man of God will listen to us. There are times when God seems to be silent. Sometimes we find ourselves in that low, uh, low estate. According to Psalm 136, God is said, he remembers us. He's not silent and neither is he far away. What should we do at such moments of pain and despair when our faith in God is being threatened? You know, sometimes <laughs> we have faith, but sometimes that faith shakes sometimes. But thank God for people that their faith is not shaken. But so many small things make the faith, their faith to shake. Let's look at verses 10. What should we do at such moments of pain and despair like God was and he was searching for God everywhere? Verse 10, 13, and 14 should be our solace or should be our answer so when you look at that job 23 10 to 14 but he knows the way that i take you must know that god is always around us in time of despair and in time of our pain let's have it as a solace but he knows the way that i take when he has tested me i will come forth as gold let us see it like that job was encouraging himself in the lord even in all these things even though he found himself in a lonely state, he found himself in an accessible state, unsearchable state that he could not even see God. But he encouraged himself with this word. He had confidence in his righteousness. He said, but he knows the way that I take. God knows. God sees. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Father, you are going through testing period at this time. You are testing will come forth as gold. Hallelujah. 
everything you are going through become great in Jesus' name. He said, my, my feet have closely followed his steps. He's not encouraging himself. Look at words that he has spoken about himself before. God has forgotten me. I've been left alone. No one is staying by me. At least as the complaint in the midst of despair. But let us build our faith up. Amen. My feet have closely followed his steps. I have kept to his ways without turning aside. He's not confident in what he did. What has happened to him so that this that I'm going through is nothing. I'm still standing. My feet are still standing. And I'm not turning aside. I have not departed from the command of his lips. I have treasured the word of his mouth more than my daily bread. That's right. Let us encourage ourselves in the Lord like Job was encouraging himself. Even though he has found himself in a, in a hopeless situation. But he stands alone. And who can, who can oppose him? He does whatever he pleases. We have had it tonight over and over again because I wrote the scripture against it here. His ways are not our ways. God does whatever he pleases. Job mentioned it in that verse 13 of 23. Verse 14, he carries out his decree without, against me. And many such plans he still has in store. God has great plans for us. We must also know that our God is sovereign. He does what pleases him and his ways are not our ways. And his action may not seem to make sense to us. Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, like we have been reading, I have it there. And Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 5. For our thoughts, uh, Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, for our thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are yours. For my thoughts are not, uh, that this is thoughts, God's thoughts are not uh, ours. Neither are ways his ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 5. As you do not know the path of the wind, or how the body is formed in a, in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God. The maker of all things. Let us bear all this in mind. Mm. When he go to that verse 13 to 18 of that 23, Job knows fully well that he loved God. He was worried because he did not know that God loves him. Uh, love for him is secured. Because if love for him is secured, why should he find himself in this situation? There are some of us that feel like that. And this is Job's complaint in this chapter. As God's plan for Job is secured, so also his plans for everyone, every one of us, is secured. That is, his plan for every one of us who loves him is secured. Just be encouraged tonight. Maybe you are going through times and situations, you have been left in your lonely uh, estate or left, left alone, you know, in the dry land. But just know that his plan for you, his plan for me is secured. He also has a better future for all or everyone who trusts in him. God's plan for us is secured. Why should I say this? Because He makes provision. God gives us good gifts. You can see at the end of Job's story, his friends were told off. They have to come and beg Job, and God restored everything in a double way. 
unto Job in that 42. God's plan for us has secured. God wants to help us. He was filled with compassion and he reached out his hand to touch the man who was leprous. And he was, and he was cured. God's plan for you in your illness or in whatever you are going through is secured. Sometimes we find ourselves with a terrible attack, illness, or we are going through and it seems as if, oh, it's not, it, I don't know why God has left this to happen to me. I serve him, I worship him, where and is where is God? That you are asking such question. But I know that he will reach out his hand to touch you tonight. God's, hand, God's, God's plan for us is secure. He wants to do good, good things in our lives. Can make reference to this book of Acts chapter 2, verse 38 to 39. God's plan for us is secured. It gives us good gifts. Matthew 7, 11. He will always provide for us. John 14, 2 to 3. So we should trust him. John 14, 1. Told us that God's plan for us is secured. He will never leave you in your lonely state. That man with leprosy, he did not leave him. He said, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him. And he was killed. Mark chapter 1, 41 to 42. The Bible said he was filled with compassion. So God's plan for you is secure. Though Job was in that low esteem, state or something. But God is still reaching forth his hand to touch him. And in the end of, at the end of his journey, God surprised him. God's, plan, God's promise is for, for uh, to all his children and for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. With many words he went there and he pleaded with them, save yourself from this corrupt gener generation. People want to put you into corruption and do a lot of ugly things when they see that you are going through stuff and say God is there for you. This is the way. They will show you another way. I want to encourage us tonight to follow the that way of righteousness. That takes us to chapter 24, 1 to 25. The prosperity of the wicked. Is it not funny that they're talking about the wicked, 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 wicked in this Job? Same as Job's friends. Many in our world today also believe that suffering is a result of sin and prosperity is the reward of righteousness. Job 22, 4 to 5. However, Job raised a concern that the wicked and ungodly people in our days were succeeding in spite of their evil practices, and God did not judge as quickly as expected. That is verse 1 and 2 of, that 20, of this chapter 24. From verse 3 to 12, we can compare the evil and sickness listed by Job with what is going on in our society of many countries today. Cases of oppression and injustice are uncommon both in the church and in the world at large. There are many things that happen in our churches, there are many things that happen in the society, there are many things that happen in the world, but we must make sure that they don't affect us. Many people, many, many leaders do what they like. They just, they, they, they just lay their, their, their hand on anything. And they, do it. they can do anything to get anything. That's what I'm trying to, to say here. Many leaders in position are oppressive and corrupt. Many leaders in our society too, they are oppressive and they are corrupt. 
But Job was not, but yet he went through all these things. Some other involved themselves in drugs, you can see in our nation today, in immorality, sexual, perversion, the rest of that. But it's not. In verse 18 to 24, we can see the end of the wicked. Therefore, we cannot envy the wicked. Let us pray for grace to help Apostles' word mitigate their lives or activities and make some impact in our society today. The Lord bless his word tonight in Jesus' name. I rest my case. So, paradventure people are going through times and situations. We must not talk against them. We must help them to build up their faith. Because Job found himself in, an, uh, in a lonely state. He felt God is far away. How can you reach God? I can... He's a man of faith. He's a man of right standing. He's a blameless man before God. So my advice to us here tonight, as I conclude, is that paradventure we find people that are going through times and situations in their lives. Let us not leave them. But let us help them to build up their faith so that they can stand back in God. May the Lord bless his work tonight. I rest my case in Jesus' name. To I want us to, to just reflect on a few things that she said. That will be just for about five minutes. These are challenging to me. The words of Job, especially in chapter, chapter 23. If you look at Job, you know, when he was talking about his, you know, where is God, you know, from verse 3, if I, if I only knew where he's to find him, are you not amazed that as righteous as Job was by human effort, because at that time, Holy Spirit had not been given, as, as righteous as he was, yet he does not know where to find God. But you and I know, we know the abode of God. Because people like Job, their life, and others who have gone after them, we have them to reach, to have understanding. And the saving grace that came through Jesus Christ has opened the throne of God to us that some of us have even visited the throne room. You see, it's a very tremendous grace we have today. But however, if you look at from verse 6 to verse 7, Job began to speak about his uprightness. Will he oppose me? With great power. No, he will not press charges against me. Because he said, There an upright man could present his case before him and will be delivered forever from my judge. That gives us indication that Job has a sense that Satan was the one punishing him. But why should God permit it? Okay, because that scripture implies it. That you will, if I can get to God, and present my case that God, look at my record. It is I, Job. God will deliver me from my job. We must have such confidence in God. We must walk righteously in God to the place whereby I told you before, for Elijah to come and call fire to come down without thinking twice whether God will answer or not is because of relationship. For Moses to stretch his hand or stretch the rod. And then he, he, he didn't imagine that how can this simple road part the Red Sea? It is relationship with God. If these people without Holy Ghost can go so deep in God, do you see yourself and myself? We have to go deeper than them. We have the privilege to do so. Now, I will tell you when I finish this. It says, verse 7, that the upright man will present his God will answer. 
And in verse 10, he went for that to say, but he knows the way that I take. God knows our way. You know, if we go to God and tell God about ourselves, which is the true part of us, we are only just reminding God that, Lord, you can know that this is what I am. I will get it now. He said, when he has tested me, I will come forth like gold. This is what all of us must determine in life. That should God examine us now? Should God visit us now? Should God test us? Should God judge us now? And in this reason, I will say, anything you find in your life that cannot be presented before God, that if God will have judged you now, you will not be as pure as gold. You will have guilt on this and that. Let's give them up tonight. Let's give it. Because God wants to bless us, but those things are the things that Satan gave into us, the way we reason, the way we behave, some behavior that we have inherited. We have to dump it so that we can enter into what God has prepared for us. This is the man Job. Can you imagine? He said, if I am tested, I will come to you as good. My feet have closely followed his steps. I have kept to his way without turning aside. Can you see this man, Job? Without Holy Spirit, he did it. Just like Enoch. I have not departed from the command of his lips. I have treasured the word of, the, of, of his mouth more than my daily bread. The word of God, the word of God, the word of God. Word of God in the morning, word of God in the afternoon, word of God in the sleep, before you sleep. Then you'll be word of God in your sleep. Are we together now? How can these people like Job and the rest of them claim this kind of standard before God? They stand before God. You know what? Discipline. Discipline. We fear God like they fear God. But they are very disciplined when it comes to God. Many of us are not. It's discipline. Can we agree in this meeting that we are going to live our daily life extremely disciplined before God? Our time for prayer, nothing will take it again from us. Our time for the word of God, nothing will take it again from us. We will not, we will not, we will not trade those times with anything. So that the word of God will prevail in our life. So that we can say what you'll be saying. And we do not act or react as we think. We will bring our actions, reaction, our thoughts under the word of God. Let the word of God be everything. The word of God be everything. I have treasured your word. In my mouth than my daily bread. And I think this is what we're going to pray about. We're going to lift up our voices together. And pray that Father transform my heart by the word I've had today. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Our God, our Redeemer, we pray for transformation. Transform our heart, O God. Transform our lives, O God. Let By the word that we have had today, transform us, transform us, transform us. Job said, Thy word have I hidden in my, I treasure in my mouth more than my daily bread. My, your word I treasure in my mouth. Tell the Lord, assign your messenger at the door of my mouth. That my mouth will not speak the word of man. It will not speak the word of fear. It will not speak the word of Satan. It will speak the word of God. My mouth will speak the word of God. My mouth will declare the glory of God. He will declare the sovereignty of God. He will trust God, the word of faith. 
I will not bring the word of fear. I will not bring the word of condemnation. He says, I have not departed from the command of your lips. Pray and tell God, help me not to depart from the command of your lips, O God. Help me, O God, to follow your direction, to follow your command. Tell the Lord Jesus, Jesus said, whoever believes me, as the Bible says, out of his belly shall rivers flow. Jesus said, anybody who obey my command, my father and I will come and make a home with him. And I will my father will love him, I will love him and will reveal ourselves to him. Father, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee, guard my feet, O God, by your word, to follow your footsteps. Help me, O God, to keep my, your word without turning aside, left or right. Tell the Lord, help me to keep your word without turning aside, left or right. Thy word, O God, have I kept in my heart. The psalmist said that I may not sin against you. Help me, O God. Job said, I have treasured your word. Help me to treasure your word more than gold and silver. Help me to treasure your word more than, uh, you know, uh, 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 all the time-wasting events in my life. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. Now I want us to pray a prayer to you. This man, from his questioning, he really desired to know where God lives. You know? Yes. He really desired to know where God lives. That if I know his dwelling. So, he has been serving God without knowing much of God. <clears throat> what we know of God today, Job didn't know. We know more than what Job knew in his time. We know the abode of God now. So we're going to pray. Open my eyes, O oh God. Bring me to your right, to, to, the, to your throne room. That's what we prayed last week. I want the encounter of the throne room. We read the, uh, from the book of Exodus yesterday about Moses, and two days ago about Moses. When Moses had to climb the, the mountain, Mount Sinai. We are going to tell the Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus, take me to the, to the throne room. Take me out of the outer court into the holy of holies. Everything in me that hinder, take them out of me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, I want the, the holy of holies encounter. Father, in the name of Jesus, take me to your throne room, O God. Take me to your throne room, Lord Jesus. Take me to your throne room, Lord. Take me to your throne room. Oh, sovereign Lord, we pray thee, take me to your throne room. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, take me to your throne room, O God. To your mercy seat, Lord Jesus. Take me to your throne room, Lord Jesus. Give me the encounter of throne room. Give me the encounter, your encounter of throne room, Lord, that your name be glorified. Oh, sovereign Lord, Brika, Bombo, Shifra, Lenande. Father, we pray thee, 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 we pray thee. Cleanse us, O God. Cleanse us, O God. Exodus 24, 9. Moses and Aaron have been over and high abuse. And the seventy that went up and saw the God of Israel. Tell the Lord, take us as a people to see your glory. Lord, take us as a people to encounter your glory. Take us as a people to enter into your glory. Oh, Lord, our God, take us to the mountain, Lord, your mountain top, where we can see you face to face, where we can hear you distinctly. Our God and our King, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Mandoroboshi Karabasanda, 
Reketumba le rendo sipra le mongrosite. Father, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. Lord, in the name of Jesus, now let's lift up our voices and begin to thank God for this hour. That this is 300 days that we have been praying. Thank God for this hour. It is 300 days that we have been praying together. It looked like yesterday. Lord, we bless you. 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 We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your honor. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your power. Thank God for the authority he has given to us. Thank God for the grace he has given to us. Oh, sovereign Lord, be thou exalted. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Father, we, bless you. Father, we exalt you. Father, we magnify thee. Be thou exalted, O God. Be thou exalted, O God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. I want us to lift up our voices together. We're going to prophesy the word of God now into being. In Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10 to 11, it says, I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, that it is it, the, uh, what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. From the east, I summon a bird of prey. From the far east, uh, far east land, a man to fulfill my purpose. You are that man. What I have said, that I will bring about. So this prayer, you want to thank God. Open your Bibles to it. Isaiah 46 verse 10. To verse 11 and begin to thank God that Lord your purpose for my life I thank you for the year 2021 it shall be fulfilled, it shall stand it shall be fulfilled, lift up your voice and begin to pray, Lord, our God and our King we thank you, we thank you Lord you said, I make known the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, what is still to come, thank you Father for revealing to us the, the end, even from the beginning in this year, your purpose for us shall stand, thank you for your purpose for us to go. This is your covenant promise. He says, I will do all that I please. Begin to declare the, the will of God shall be fulfilled in my family. In this year, the purpose of God shall be established in my life. In this year, the purpose of God will overthrow every other contrary. In the name of Jesus Christ, Satan will not prevail over me. As I began this year with joy, I will end this year with joy. Lord, I bless your name. I bless your name. It is your covenant. Your purpose for me will stand. Your purpose for the church of the living God under my charge will stand. Your purpose for every member of all the churches that are represented on this platform. The purpose of God shall stand. Your purpose for your body shall stand. Your body, your body, the body of Christ across the globe. Begin to declare that the purpose of God will stand. Pray for your nation. Uh, your purpose for our nation will stand. Lord, we, we pray for United Kingdom. Thank you, Lord, this year that your purpose for UK, United Kingdom shall stand. Your purpose for our government shall stand. Your purpose of mercy shall stand. Your purpose of deliverance has stand. Your purpose of power has stand. Your purpose of counsel will stand. Oh, sovereign Lord, we pray thee. Oh, sovereign Lord, we pray thee. Oh, sovereign Lord, we pray thee. We thank you for your purpose, O God. 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 We thank you for your will, O God. 
Lord, you said, what I say will come to pass. I will bring about what I have said. Father, Lord, your word to our life shall be fulfilled. Your promises for us shall be accomplished. And your name shall be glorified. Father, we thank you, Lord. We bless your name, O God. We bless your name, O God. We exalt your name, O God. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. We are going to pray for the church of the living God on, upon, upon the earth, the body of Christ. And we are going to use the book of Isaiah 44, verse 3. Isaiah 44, verse 3. It says, For I will pour water on the thirsty land, streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. We are going to pray, Lord, pour out your spirit upon your church. From Europe to Africa to India, Asia, the whole of Asia to Americas. Lord, pour out your spirit like a watercourse of Negev. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lord, Our God and King, we pray. You said, I will pour, pour water on the thirsty ground. We are thirsty, O God. Pour out your spirit upon us, Lord. 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 Tell the Lord, pour your spirit. Revive your, your church, O God. Revive us, O God. Revive us, O God. Revive us, O God. Revive us, O God. That your people may rejoice. Revive us, O God. Let your hand rest upon your people. Let your hand rest upon your people. Oh Lord our God, will you not revive us again, O oh God, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, O oh Lord, and grant us your salvation. Send revival to our nation. Send revival to our nation. Send revival to our nation. Pray for the nation where you are. Send revival to the United Kingdom, Lord. Send revival to Europe, Lord. From Asia, O oh God, to Africa. Lord, send revival from Egypt to South Africa. Send your revival. And Latin America and the Americas, send your revival, Lord. Send your revival up. Refresh your people, O God. Refresh your people, O God. Refresh your people, O God. Send your water, O God, the Holy Spirit. Let it come. Let it come like a flood. Let it come. Let it come like a flood. Refresh us, Lord. Refresh us, Lord. Your spirit, Lord. Your spirit, Lord. Your spirit, Lord. Your spirit, Lord. Pour your water on the thirsty ground, Lord. Pour your water on your church, O oh God, and streams on our dry ground. Pour your spirit on us, O oh God. We are the offspring of Jesus. Pour your spirit upon us and your blessing upon us. Pour your spirit upon us and your blessing upon us. This is the year of promise. This is the year of life. Let your promise be fulfilled. Let your promise be fulfilled. Pour your spirit, O oh God. Pour your spirit, O oh God. Pour your spirit, O oh God. Tell the Lord, pour your spirit, O oh God. That your name be glorified. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen. We are going to pray for nations. And you pray for your nation. We pray for nations generally, then I will, we will pray for a particular nation. Because I heard about that nation today. But what we want to pray for nations is this. Matthew 6.10 we are going to pray for every nation. Pray for the United States of America. A new president has been installed there tonight, uh, today. And we will pray for them. If you are in the U.S., you are watching me, pray for that, that uh, government too. And those of you who are in Africa, whatever country that you are in, pray for the government of your country. Pray for the rulers. It says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we are going to pray that Lord enforce your will over the agenda of man. 
We pray for our judiciary. We pray for our legislature. We pray for our, our executive. Father, enforce your will. Let your will be done. Take control of the heart of our rulers. Lord, reign over their heart. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the scripture says your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray your will, O God, over the government of nations. We pray your will. We are United Kingdom. We pray your will over our parliament, over our, over our prime minister, over his executive officers. Lord, let your will rule over their heart. Let your will rule over their heart. Let your will, will, will rule over their heart. Lord, direct their steps. Lord, direct their decisions. In the name of Jesus, in this very time, let the parliament of God, house of parliament in England, let them find favor before you. Let our parliament find favor. Rule over their hearts. For the heart is the loss and the fullness thereof. The world and all that dwell therein. Father, in their decisions, O God, take preeminence. Lord, overrule their partisanship by your will, O God. Overrule partisanship. This is not a time to be partisan. Father, Lord, we pray for the spirit of counsel of God to speak through the lips of our prime minister. We speak for the counsel of God to speak through the mouth of uh, of. Um, uh, our parliament. We pray for the house of laws. We pray for our judiciary. Lord, grant them the boldness to stand for the cause of the poor. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, according to your holy word, O oh God, arise our God. Arise our God. <clears throat> and stand. Take your stand in the midst of our lawmakers in the name of Jesus Christ, so that our lawmakers will walk in line with the will of the Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we pray your will be done, 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 your will be done. In the name of Jesus, your will be done. Lord, let the let God arise over our nations. We pray for America, the new government of America. Father, take control of them. Let your will be done through them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we come against the will of the devil. We come against the plans of the wicked one over nations of Africa. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, thy will be done, thy will be done, thy will be done, thy will be done, thy will be done. We frustrate all the wills of Satan. We frustrate all the plans of the wicked one. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray thee, Lord. We pray thee, Lord. Raise us our cyruses in the name of Jesus. That we decree decrees. That we make laws in line with God's will. And your name shall be glorified. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I want us to pray for Nigeria. Especially the city called Zaria. It came to my not, not, uh, notice today. That some people rose up in that city, Zaria and the area of Kaduna State, and they will go into people's home in broad daylight. They will kill the, the any opposition and they will arrest them. They will arrest the people and then they will they will adopt them. So, asking for money, but some lives are wasted. Young boys are wasted. The children of those people, some of them are killed. We want to pray against that spirit. You want to pray against that spirit. That the Lord will arrest, the Lord will raise adversary against that very spirit that goes to kidnap people now in their homes. That is too, that is too daring. We will pray that Father, every, 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 uh, um, every uh, network of the devil, 
over the country of Nigeria. God said it ablaze. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Nigeria, especially Zaria, where we heard that some people have been going from house to house to arrest people and kidnap them. Father, Lord, raise adversary against them. Before the end of this week, raise adversary, raise adversary, raise adversary, raise adversary, raise adversary. People should live secure and safe in their, in their homes. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Be jealous of the land because you have sense of God in that place. Raise adversary against these people. Raise adversary against these people. Lord, bring them to naught before the end of this week. Father, Lord, raise adversary against them. Destroy their cartel. What you did with Jehoshaphat, Lord, do unto them. What you did in the time of Sinacherub, Lord, do unto them. Father, turn their, uh, destroy their coalition. Let them begin to expose themselves publicly. Let your judgment pass through them. Let your judgment pass through them, Lord. Let your judgment pass through them. We pray the oh God, destroy those threats of the devil. We bind every evil spirit that threatens the people. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we release the captives that they have held bound. In the name of Jesus Christ, raise adversaries from that nation. Raise help for them and free those people who have been destroyed, who have been kidnapped. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father Lord, expose them from within. Expose them from among themselves. Lord, let some of them turn, turn the hearts of some of them to you and let them go out and expose all these things. This very week, Lord, we pray that your name may be glorified. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen. Now we are going to pray against COVID. Because this COVID, the new strain of COVID, I want to say to you that the new strain of COVID that has just come up, we must understand this. God has set out his mercy, but Satan always looks for gimmicks to, to slaughter human beings. We're going to come against it. As God had our prayer last year, he will hear our prayer now. This is the prayer we're going to pray. Say, oh God, the Holy Spirit, send your fire to the four winds of the earth and every virus of COVID Whatever it becomes, destroy them totally. Destroy them totally. Then we're going to pray that that fire of God will mingle with the air, atmosphere. As people breathe in oxygen, let them breathe in fire. So that people who have it already will be cured by the fire of the Most High. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Our God and King will pray thee. You have said in my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And turn from their wicked ways. And then will I hear from heaven and hear their land. Father, we pray, we pray, we pray against COVID-19. It does not matter whether they call it variants or any other form that it takes. Father, in the name of Jesus, send your fire, God, the Holy Spirit. Send your fire into the four winds of the earth. Consume every part of COVID-19 in the name of Jesus or his variants. In the name of Jesus, destroy, 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 destroy. Lord, release your fire into the atmosphere. Release your fire into the atmosphere. Release your fire to the atmosphere. Release your fire to the atmosphere. Destroy all these viruses in the name of Jesus. As we are going to the end of January, we want to hear that it has been eliminated. In the name of Jesus, send your fire into the waters that we drink. Send your fire to the air that we breathe. As people breathe in air, oh God, let it be mingled with your fire to, that will destroy all the manifestations of, of COVID-19. In the bodies of people, in the name of Jesus, we curse COVID-19 to die in the name of Jesus. We cause all the works of that sickness to die in the name of Jesus. We release the blood of Jesus into the atmosphere. 
Lord, stretch out your hand of mercy. Stretch out your hand of mercy. You said when we ask you and pray, you will heal our land. Father, we pray thee in the name of Jesus. Heal our land, O God. 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 Father, we beseech thee by your mercy. We beseech thee by your mercy. We cry unto you, King of heaven. We cry for mercy, Lord. Let us pray for people who have been affected, that the Lord will heal them. Jesus will heal them. Lord, have mercy on people who are now <clears throat> in the intensive care. Father, have mercy. Lord, let the air they breathe, the oxygen they breathe, let it be mingled with the blood of Jesus and bring forth healing to their body. Father, this month of January, we want it totally eliminated. In the name of Jesus, the death, the rate of death should drop down, crash down. We decree to crash down to single figures. In the name of Jesus, we decree the rate of death to crash down now. In the name of Jesus, crash down now. We command the power of death taken away from the hands of COVID. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. We have two more prayers to pray. One prayer is that we are going to tell the Lord that God will use this time to turn the heart of men to Him, human beings, to God. That God will use this time to cause people to begin to look for Him during this COVID uh, uh, issue so that it will erupt into a revival. And in the midst of it, we will pray for the church of the living God. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That Lord will spread His wings over us. A good number of us, you know, have been exposed to people who have COVID and stuff like that. You know, in our, in our work, you may walk beside somebody and you, you are exposed to so you will never know it. So we're going to ask that God should cover us with the pain of, the, of his hand, wing of his hand. And we just begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray for divine protection. And that's the word over every one of us, Lord God, especially all our members who are frontline workers who interact with people of, who have this sickness, you know, all the time. Lord, we pray for them, not only only them. We pray for everyone in this country, in our countries, who who are workers who work with those who have COVID. Father, because they are they are working humanitarian work to help people who are sick. Lord Jesus, you are the great healer, the greatest physician. Lord, we ask that you cover them with the blood, cover your church with the blood of Jesus, protect us from this danger of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Then let us pray that God will turn it to revival. Lord, Lord, turn this to revival. Let people begin to turn towards you. Let the heart of man begin to seek you, divine God, and turn the heart of your church also to seek you in this very time. Lord, in the name of Jesus, that people will come to the realization that it is appointed unto man to die but once and then judgment. For those who have died, there is no prayer that can change their state. But Lord, we pray for the living, that you will turn our hearts towards you. Turn the heart of our nation towards you. Let there be massive repentance in our nations. Let there be massive repentance in our nation. Lord, empower your church, O God. Empower your church with grace in this very time. Empire your church with grace at this very time. Pour your spirit upon your church of God that your name may be exalted. Father, we bless you. We exalt you. We magnify your holy name. Thank you, sovereign Lord. Thank you, King of heaven. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying. Now you want to pray for yourself that the Lord will guide you in this year. That the Lord will lead you by his hand this year. You will tell the Lord, take me on my hand 
and guide me. He says, I'm the Lord thy God who teach you the best thing for you. Now I begin to ask the Lord, I stretch my hands to you for, for, for guidance. Do not let me take decision to, in this year that will destroy me. Lord, take control of my mind. Take control of my heart. Take control of my ways of life. Help me, O oh God, I pray thee. Tell the Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Direct my steps, Lord. Tell the Lord, direct my steps, Lord. Tell the Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of insight, understanding. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. The spirit of the fear of God. Oh, Lord, my God, I pray thee. Father, guide and direct me. Direct me. Instruct me in what is best for me. It is your promise, O oh God. Father, I pray thee, give me insight. Give me knowledge of your will. So that I will walk in line with the knowledge of your will. Lord, have mercy on me. Oh, you said I will comfort Zion. And my, my time will overflow with prosperity. Tell the Lord, now comfort me in this season. And let my, 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 your land flow with prosperity. Uh, that's Zechariah 117. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray for your household now. It says that my spirit on you, that is in, on you and my word in your mouth, will not depart from your mouth and your children and your descendants. Begin to pray for yourself. Lord, do not let your spirit depart from me. Do not let your spirit depart from my children. Do not let your spirit depart from, the, uh, from my descendants. Your word, O oh God, in our mouth, do not let it depart. Father, I pray thee. He says the children of your servant will live in your presence. Their descendants will be established before you. Begin to tell the Lord, let my children live in your presence. Let my descendants, O oh God, be established before you. Destroy all the powers of the enemy concerning my life. My God and my King. Destroy the powers of the enemy over my family. Destroy the powers of the enemy over my descendants. According to the word of the Lord. He said your descendants will live before the Lord. My descendants shall live before the Lord. They shall do the will of the Most High. My descendants shall be established before God. My children shall not depart from the presence of God. I will not depart from your presence of God forever. Lord, we bless your holy name. We glorify the Lord. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen. I would like to pray with you. Father, according to your word of God in the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 11, I pray, O oh God, that the power of God will come upon you. Amen. That the Lord will strengthen you according to his power and his glorious might in this season. That the Lord will remember his covenant. As he said, I will return to Jerusalem with mercy. That in this very month, before we end January, the Lord will return to you with mercy. And there your, heart, your ruin shall be restored. A measuring line will be stretched out over your life one more time. And the Lord will bring to fulfillment his will over you, over your household, over your generations to come. You will overflow with prosperity. Mm. The God of Zion will comfort you from Zion. In, in accordance to his word, you are presented before God's request at the beginning of this year. Your request shall be granted. Amen. You will not be discouraged by the devil. Mm. Every attack over mind of people during this period, I decree a standard inside you. Against all the attacks against the mind of the people. That the Lord will refine your mind with fire the Lord will refine your mouth with his fire. Your mouth shall speak the counsel of the Most High. 
The powers of the enemy will not overcome you. Aha! The Bible says, gather ye distant land and be scattered. Everyone that gathers against you, either man or spirit, I command them to scatter in the name of Jesus. Everyone that gathers against the will of God in our nations, I command them to scatter in the name of Jesus. He said, gather and be shattered. He says, why do the nations rage and the people of the earth gather themselves against the Lord and against his anointed? They that he that lives in heaven shall laugh at them, for the Lord will see them in derision. Every gathering against the saints of God on earth, Father, we decree that they will scatter in the name of Jesus Christ. The gathering of man or spirit against the household of faith shall fail. The gathering of Satan against each family under my voice shall fail. The devil will not succeed over your life. The counsel of God shall be established over you, your family. The, the word of God shall be fulfilled in your lives, even in this season. The Lord will strengthen you on your inner man in the name of Jesus. The Lord will open your eyes to see to the dream of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. The fire of God will descend upon your house, upon your life, upon your family. Mm -hmm. And the past of this age will not be able to outwit you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. yours will be delightful land. Mm -hmm. In the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. God will open the book of remembrance concerning you. Mm -hmm. And he will, he will uphold you with his righteous right hand. Mm -hmm. During this period, they call the set pandemic. We put an end to pandemic Amen. upon the face of the earth. Amen. We put an end to epidemic upon the face of the earth. Amen. We decree in the name of Jesus Christ Amen. a standard from heaven against the powers of sicknesses. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Amen. we decree against the powers of hell. In the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. we release the fire of God to destroy all weapons of Satan that is sent across the whole globe. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. it is written in my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn away from their wicked ways then i will hear from heaven and i will forgive their sins father we ask for your forgiveness over the sins of our nations we ask for the forgiveness over the sins of your people and we speak healing 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 from united kingdom to africa to europe to the ends of the world to asia to Af americas in the mighty name of jesus we release the healing power of god and lord we ask for revival to replace it our people who have been speaking about covid19 even greater they shall speak about revival. As they are speaking about many people dying, they will speak about many more thousands and millions getting saved. As they are speaking about many people afflicted with COVID-19, they will be speaking about many people revealed by the power of the Most High, especially the incurable diseases. Divine power to heal the sick shall be made available to God's people on earth. Father, we bless your name. The testimony of our mouth shall change. The love of God shall be displayed through us. Humanity Amen. will run to heaven one more time. Amen. So shall it be and so it is. Amen. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. Father, Lord, I pray for all churches represented here and the rest of our church, the, 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 the church of the Lord on earth, that this season will not shut their mind down. And this season, Satan will not use it to shut their vision down. Amen. Father, Lord, that we will do, we will rise up as we go to the end of this month and do more than we did before. Even now, that is taking the old and the new together and reaching the whole globe for Jesus Christ. Every vision that has been done by Satan, I command them to be brightened up in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of revelation enter into everyone who profess the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let there be a sign of the Holy Spirit within our spirit and our body Amen. so that we will achieve God's purpose for this time fully. 
and the name of our God be glorified. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. I say to every infirmity from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet to die. Every symptom of sicknesses, it does not matter what name they call them, I cause them to die in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Those of you who have been having troubles on your dreams, I speak victory into you in the name of Jesus. Power that in the dream you will, you will be able to call the name of Jesus and you will walk in the victory of the cross of Calvary mm-hmm. even when you are in your dream. Those of you who have been looking for job, there is no such a thing as jobless. As you enter tomorrow, I decree favor to come for you. Doors open for you and your name shall come to the mind of those who matter to employ you. I decree that the doors be open before you with the key of David, that double doors shall open, gates shall not be shut against everyone under my voice. All your expectations that you have been having and is dragging tomorrow, they will hasten up and they shall be fulfilled. The Lord will assign his holy angel to the affairs of your life, so that every day shall be worth a living with testimonies from the hand of the Most High. And so then may the Lord answer you. When you are in distress, Amen. may the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Amen. May he send you help from the sanctuary Amen. and grant you support from Zion. Amen. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. Amen. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Amen. We will shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the, God, may the Lord grant all our requests and may he who lives forever and ever, the God of Abraham, the God of Bethel, who revealed himself to Abraham and fulfilled his covenant in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, may he fulfill his covenant with you and reveal himself to you. May he look at all the requests of your heart and answer you speedily beyond what you can imagine or ask. So it shall be unto you that tomorrow you have testimonies. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen and amen.